spiritually speaking, it, it becomes a, a little bit challenging for us. Can you relate? Uh, do you feel the, the challenge of it? Do you feel the temptation? You know, you feel the temptation to, uh, to slow down. It's too cold outside. It gets too, it gets too dark too early. And, you know, and it just becomes more challenging. And, um, but we serve a God who never sleeps, who never slumbers, and who's always actively participating in our lives and who is always uh, interested in what we're doing and what's going on because he loves us so much. So this morning, I, I want to encourage us to be uh, encouraging to one another, uh, to be uh, a little more energetic. Can you do that? Uh, you know, so, you know, because it's Jesus is the reason for the season. Uh, you know, it's, it's joy to the world. It's, we are the light of the world, you know, and, and there is so much need and this world needs of people that are joyful in Jesus Christ. This world needs of people that are not concerned about themselves. They're concerned about what Jesus was concerned about. You know, yesterday we went down to Skid Row in, in downtown Los Angeles. Have you been down there lately? Uh, I, you know, we were there a month ago and I was like, wow, you know what? There are more homeless people in, in that area than in the previous years that I've been to down there. You know, they're, they're just, there's, there's more. Went down yesterday and if I was to show you the pictures, I was like, wow. The, I mean, the streets are just filled with homeless people. There was a lot of people. There were a lot of organizations giving food, backpacks, you know. It, it, it was kind of neat because I thought, you know what? This is the place where Jesus would be at. This is where he would come to. You know, and so there is a lot of need, spiritual need in, um, in this world. And um, this morning, I want to remind us of God's great love for us. Do you feel loved by God? Man, I'm going to share three things that are going to just blow you away about God. These three things are, so, are anchors to my soul. Um, and then I'm going to share a conclusion about it so that we can focus on taking communion. You know, uh, I'm going to give you my three amazing points because they're about God's amazing love. Before I share it, and then I'll share, Okay. Do you think that the cross is enough motivation? Do you think that the cross is, is the power, uh, is the power for us to live our lives spiritually speaking? Do you think that? Do you think that that's enough? No es lo suficiente? Claro que sí es suficiente. We don't need anything else. We don't need anything else. Is that true? Maybe that's why we're spiritually hibernating, church. Come on, church! You need something else in Christ! You need it! You need the cross! You need something more than the cross! Come on! Is the cross all that you need? Yes! That's all I need. We got to get excited about that. 
We can't be thinking about the iPhone 16. We can't be thinking about the Jordans. Actually, they, they made a comeback, haven't they not? We can't be like that. Jesus is the reason, and that's enough to live this life. But God does even so much more than that. Write this point down. He dies for you at your worst. He dies for you at your worst. Not just died for you. He dies for you. And I'll get to that point. My second point is going to be that he gives you grace and mercy in your time of need. And my third point, he gives to you without finding fault. Those three things are amazing. Let's look on over to Romans chapter 5 and verse 6 through 11. Romans chapter 5, 6 through 11. If you, uh, uh, Romans chapter 5 or 6 through 11, uh, it reads there, you see at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. When you were an enemy of Christ, when you, had, when you wanted nothing to do with Christ, did he die for you? Yes. He died for you when you were an enemy. When you had no concern, no interest for his purpose or his mission, he died for you. And if you, don't you think that if he died for you when you were his enemy, don't you think he would be willing to die for you now that you're trying? Don't you think he would show his love for you and give to you now that you are trying? Yes. You know, and, and so this verse, I love this verse because it just it re, it reminds me that, you know what? At my worst, when I was powerless, Christ died for me. At your worst, Christ died for you. Now, when we look at this passage, sometimes we just think about before we became a Christian. Isn't that true? You know, for me, when I look, I've been a disciple walking in in, in faith for uh, 28 years. You know, when I look at my life, sometimes the worst has been as a disciple of Jesus. You know, and, 
And so when I look, it's like, you know what? And, and, and what makes it worse is because I know the truth. Because I've been enlightened. And, you know, and, and so when, when I look at my sin, the times that I've fallen, the time that I got drunk as a disciple of Jesus, that was pretty bad. The time I had, I left all the impurities of the, of the world, and then they started to trickle back into my life. I ended up having an impure dating relationship with someone in the church at one point. That's pretty bad. At one time, I was so mad, I flipped off my boss. That's pretty bad. Can anybody relate? Or is it just me? The times I've been really unloving to my wife, who's always accepted me and, you know, He continues to die for you at your worst. I think we would be rather blown away if we all, if God or whatever, if we all came up here and we put your worst up on the screen. I think all we can say is, Lord, have grace and mercy on us. Right? And so he says, hey, I, I died for you. I died, but I continue to show this amazing love for you. And so, you know, you, you, you know sometimes we struggle and we find our, ourselves in, in times of need, right? And so not only does he die for us at our worst, but then he gives us grace and mercy in our time of need. Look on over to Hebrews chapter 4. Thank you guys for not judging. Amen. Why are you judging me? No, I'm just kidding. All right. Hebrews chapter 4. That was my natural libre. Uh, you guys remember that one? All right. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse uh, 14 through 16. But I'm gonna, I, I, I love this passage. And sometimes when I read a passage, I've read it so much and stuff, I sometimes have to read it backwards. Okay, so, so this is for me. It's for you, but it's all for us, okay? I'm going to read verse 16 first. Then I'm going to read verse 15 and then 14, okay? Can you guys follow along with me? All right. It says there, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Is that an amazing passage? Wait, when you're in a spiritual time of need, God wants you to come to him with confidence because it's a throne of grace. And instead of finding punishment and judgment, what do you find? Grace and mercy. Good grief. Good grief. Isn't God amazing? You know, it's your time of need. You need. 
need. That means you're not doing it. What does that mean when you're in need? Let's look at verse 15. Verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. What does it mean when you're in need? When you're spiritually weak? What does it mean when, you, when, when you're in need? Spiritually speaking, when you're giving into temptation? Isn't that when you need God? You're so down in the dumps. Dang it, it's November and December again. You're down. You haven't lived it out the way that you wanted to or needed to or God called you to. You know, and, and God says, yes, yes, when you are spiritually weak and when you have given into temptation, what I want you to do is approach me and I'll give you grace and you'll receive mercy. That's a deal. Is that, anybody want that deal? That's a good deal. You can't pass up that deal. Nobody in here should ever leave God. There's no need to ever leave God. If he says at your worst, I, 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 you know, I love you. At your worst, come to me. I'm going to give you some good stuff that you don't deserve. You don't ever need to leave God. And please don't ever leave God because somebody in the church offended you. Please. Please. Don't ever leave this church because of somebody else in the church. Don't, do, don't ever do that. Don't, be, don't, don't give in to that sucker punch from Satan. Challenges in the church are used by God to mature you. Don't take the shortcut. He's just going to bring you back around. See you in a couple of years. Same thing's going to happen somewhere else. God's into character building. You're going to pass it. Oh, you will. Because God, that's what God does. He builds character. Verse 14. Therefore, since we have a high, great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith that we profess. Who's your high priest, church? Jesus. Jesus. He's the one who intercedes for you. He is the sacrifice of atonement for you. You have him on your side. And not only on your side, you have someone who is very uh, compassionate. Who sympathizes with you. You know, is God's great love amazing? Oh, man. He could have stopped at the cross. He could have. That's enough. But he continues, and you know, and not only is that, can I give it to you one more, one more, one more, look at James chapter one, verse two, because these scriptures are anchors to my soul. Uh, James chapter uh, one, verse two through eight. Okay, you guys there? Okay, I'm doing good on time. All right. 
All right, James chapter 1, this is going to blow you away. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. Can I read that again? Because this is too good to be true. Sometimes you read it. Who gives generously to all without finding a fault? Who gives to you like you've done everything right? What? Who gives to you like you're perfect? Is that amazing? That's blow away. That, you know, that th- this is talking about those are, they're in trials. They're, you know, you're going through some challenges. And, and those are good because God wants to produce a maturity in you. But he, but he makes a reference to wisdom because, you know, these are, he's talking to the ones that are under trials and they're not passing the trials. He's talking to the ones that lacked wisdom to pass the trial. You guys understand that? I heard a great definition, a simple definition of wisdom. Wisdom is simply, they said, is um, knowing uh, um, or, or doing things God's way. That's a great definition of wisdom. I think a man of, if you were to look at a man of wisdom, you would expect that, you know what, he is doing things God's way. You know, and, and so he says is that, you know what, when, when we're blowing it and messing up and, and we don't have the knowledge, the wisdom, you know, to, to do what is right, God says, I want you to come to me and I want you to ask me for that wisdom. And I'm going to give to you generously. Like if you were already living it out perfectly. That's blow away for me. That's amazing. That's, that's a triple threat action right there. He died for you at your worst. He gives you mercy and grace in times of need. And he gives to you wisdom without finding fault does anybody in here have an excuse as to why not uh, not doing well spiritually that's how amazing god is god says all of you can do well spiritually all of you can live the life out all of you can uh, uh, um, live out the life that honors me that brings me glory And so what is the conclusion of these three amazing acts of love for me? Let's look on over to the most popular Bible verse in the entire world. You guys know which one that is? John 3.16. Let's go on over there. John chapter 3.16. Okay, and we'll take... John chapter 3, verse 16. We're going to read 16 through uh, 21. 
Because the world loves verse 16. And we love verse 16. But you got to keep reading. And then we'll take communion. For God so loved the world. Who, church? God. God. What did he do? He loved. God. Is God love? God is love. God is good. He said God so much loved the world. He's crazy about you. He loves you so deeply. All of us. That he, what did he do? He gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. He loved us because he wants to save us, because he wants to spend eternity with you. Is God calling you to spend eternity with him? I know that he's working in people's hearts. I know that some of us are just tired of this world. Some of us are just really tired of sin. Isn't sin tiring? Please don't tell me another lie. Good grief. It gets really tiring. It gets really tiring. Doesn't it? The, the, The selfishness. It just gets tiring. The lack of humility, not apologizing. Oh my goodness, it gets tiring. You know, and God is calling you into his kingdom. You know, where where you find fulfillment in God, not in people. And you can be happy and righteous and peaceful in his spirit without people. So that you can love people the way that he loves people. And is he calling you? And so we see this amazing picture that God is, he just loves us so much. Does God love you so much? Has he done his part? Is he doing his part? He's totally doing it. But, you know, so let's never have verse 19 ever be said about us. Okay, let's read it. Verse 19. God is amazing. He's so, he's, he does his part. Verse 19. But this is the verdict. This is the truth. God says. Light has come into the world. But men love darkness instead. Of light. Because their deeds were evil. I've done all these things. I showed them love. But the truth is. They prefer the darkness. Prefieren la oscuridad. Dios te ama tanto, pero tú prefieres el pecado. I don't want God to ever say that about me. Do you want God to say that about you? That he's, you know, I've done all these things for so-and-so, for sister so-and-so. But the truth is, she prefers the darkness. The truth is, he prefers the darkness. 
Light has come into this world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what, has, uh, ha- what he has done has been done through God. God is amazing, church. He, he, he is, you know, we, we are celebrating God's love. We are celebrating God's love through Jesus Christ. That it all, you know, it, 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 he brings it to completion, you know, at the birth, at the death, and at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, and so I hope, church, that this has encouraged you to draw closer to God during these challenging months. You know, let, let's draw close to the light. You know, let's come into the light, you know, and let's so that we could be the light of this world just the way that Jesus is the light of the world. Amen. Yeah. So with that, guys, let's go ahead and take a moment of, uh, to pray so that we can take uh, communion all together. And then, uh, uh, you know, there's an amazing team led by Latrice and the decorators who've been working so hard to put this play on. And it's going to, you know, so let's encourage them as they've done everything that they could to encourage us as as well. And then we're going to finish off with the kids. They're going to come up and singing. And then we got some hot chocolate and some coffee, right? And we got some Christmas treats outside for you guys so we can have a great time of fellowship. Amen. Amen. So with that, let's go ahead and say a word of prayer and then we'll take communion. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are just flat out amazing. Your love, your heart, your spirit, the way you uh, cherish us, the way that you treasure us, the way that you value us. Father, is there something that you have not done? Is there something that you've not done already to show just how much you love us? Father, thank you so much for all the gifts that we receive in you. Thank you for all the grace and the mercy. Thank you for sending your son to die for us at our worst when we were enemies of yours. God, thank you so much for giving to us so generously wisdom. Father, without finding fault, God, thank you so much. Father, right now we Remember, Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that we can have all these gifts from you. Father, I pray that we could all reflect in our own lives, God. Father, and that may it never be said, Father, that we preferred darkness, Father, over you. Father, please forgive us. Please help us. Help us to love you back. Help us to be the light of this world. Help us, Father, to bring salvation, Father, unto others, God. We just thank you and we love you, God. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. This new 
brightly shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth Lo lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn fall on your knees oh hear the angel's voices oh night divine oh night when Christ was born